0: You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben what's up everyone coach ben here and you are listening to the Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press i'm coach ben how's everyone doing today we are going to talk a little bit about controlling the things that you can control all right this is a topic brought about because things aren't always going to roll your way out of meat you have to expect the unexpected Conditions are not always going to be perfect, you know, because we train in our own perfect bubble, right? We can control all the variables from the music to the equipment to the timing, you know, even to what we're wearing, right? We can control all the variables. Then we go into a meet setting. Shit happens in the back room where your timing's completely off. Maybe someone gets injured on the platform. Now you're waiting another ten something minutes before you're actually benching. You get cold. Um, you know the equipment. The equipment is nothing to what you have available at your disposal when you train. Perhaps it's shitty equipment, and you're sliding all over the bench and whatnot. Sometimes your gear breaks. I've had a bench shirt start to uh, fray on me. At a meet, I've had a bench shirt blow out on me at a meet, but I didn't have a backup. And I've had to switch bench shirts in the middle of meets. Uh, There's a lot of factors that are out of your control. Alright, there's nothing you can do about it. Because again, we go from having the perfect environment, the perfect training bubble, in which we could control everything, and then all of a sudden, everything's thrown out the window at a meet. Now, I want you to take a different mental approach to This, all right. You can't try to control things out of your control. That's only going to get you aroused up and, and all worked up about everything, and then you're not going to perform well. all right. Um, and you're going to place a lot of blame on the meat conditions. And you don't want to be someone who after the meet is completed and and things didn't go your way you don't want to be someone posting on instagram you know this and that didn't go my way you know bench sucked you know the, the equipment broke i don't know whatever the case may be you don't want to be that person you want to have ownership of if you competed well and if you competed bad it's it's on you regardless of what happens at the meet you have to adopt that mindset that it's still on you 'Cause you can always control how you react to situations and going into a meet prepared, expecting the unexpected, is the best way, you know, to to prepare yourself for this type of thing. You know, understand your scenarios. I always bring backup gear with me to the meet. One bench shirt was the frame break on I me. Mean, I have a backup bench shirt. I have additional things such as uh, Gorilla glue spray in case I don't have good fo- uh, footing in the back warm up room, which can happen. You know, the equipment in the warm up room is sometimes nothing like the equipment on the competition bench, and it can throw you way off. I mean, you can have some really shitty warm ups, and if you're working up the really heavy weight, you got to take some big attempts in the back room. And sometimes those benches are slick, sometimes you don't have any footing. So, I would bring spray, I would bring my own Mark Bell, uh, the benchmark there that I can throw on the pad for traction. I'm usually the guy in the back hooking up the bands uh, across all the benches um, because that's that's what I need to, to perform at my best. And I am going in thinking the worst. I'm thinking these benches suck. So then when you get there and the benches are great, awesome. Sometimes you train on equipment that's way better than what you're going to experience at the meet. I have a nice Texas Strength Systems bench. I have safeties on it that I can have adjusted so I feel like I can really push the limits. Uh, I have a nice bench pad custom made by Tiny Meeker himself that I can sink and dig into. And then, you know, sometimes you go to the meet and you're not going to have those types of conditions. So it's best to prepare yourself when possible to the meat conditions. Um if you have your own space, obviously you can control the equipment you use. If you train out of a commercial gym or something, you know, obviously that's a little out of your control. But you have to take note of those things that, you know, you may be training on equipment that's not going to be as good as the meat. You know, unfortunately in some scenarios there. So you just have to keep that in the mind. I always try to make training harder when possible. Um some things like that would be Uh, Wrist wrapping, uh, even knee wrapping, if we want to get into a little squat talk too. Uh, I would actually purposely leave my wrist wraps on longer to the point where my hands are pretty much numb. And I just train myself to be conditioned to that. Because again, you don't know what's going to happen on the platform. Wrist wraps, a little bit easier to take on and off. Knee wraps are not. That actually happened to me at one meet I actually had my my best full power meet ever, uh, 2120 total. Squatted 800. When this when this happened, it was my last third attempt. The guy was arguing the call prior to me. I was standing there in wraps. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm just standing there. Everyone's like, oh, we're gonna take them off. We're gonna take them off. I'm like, no, I'll leave them on. I'm good to go. My feet starting to go numb a little bit, but you know, so you gotta prepare for that in training, and that's exactly what I did. I was able to prepare myself for a scenario like that because in training, I would wrap my knees. I would then get up, put my belt on, take my time doing so, wrap my wrists. I would even waddle over to the music, uh, switch my music up. I would move around the gym. I would be in the knee wraps longer because I knew in a situation in which that might occur at a meet, I'm going to be okay. Alright, I've trained myself for these shitty conditions. I'm gonna be fine. That's another... It goes under the blanket of make training harder than it needs to be. Um, I would play ridiculous music like freaking Baby Shark. <laughs> I actually squatted something real heavy as shit to Baby Shark once. Um, but I have fun with it because, you know, at the meet, you know, you're gonna get some better music, hopefully. So... You make training harder than it is and and you just prepare yourself the best you can. Like even down to the level of my shoelaces would break quite often. Um, you know, just they would snap on me all of a sudden and then I'd be left to be having to uh thread a new shoelace or if I'm in the middle of training I just gotta work with what I got. But obviously that happens out of me, you're kinda screwed. So I mean I would go as far as even buying fresh shoelaces I mean, this is the level of preparation we're talking about because I know this is something that could happen. And I don't want, you know, that's going to F me up if my shoelace breaks out of meat. So packing an additional pair of shoelaces, uh, just in case that scenario does pop up, you know, this is controlling the things that we can control. You know, because we can't, you know, it's out of our control if something snaps on us at the meet. You know, my shoelaces break. What am I going to do? uh you know i can only respond to that moment and being prepared ahead of time is the best thing i can do so you got to keep that in mind guys you can only control the things you can control and you always want to prepare um expect the unexpected so that when these things occur it's not that big a deal and you are well prepared and handled for it all right and when it comes down again the talk about equipment equipment is something that's probably gonna throw you off more than anything all right if you have a bench that you're not conditioned to harder pad uh, you know thinner pad maybe uh, you know all these different scenarios you're not comfortable with that that can throw you off big time I went into a meet once and the bench was placed on astroturf uh, I couldn't believe it You know, uh, literally, if you wanted, so either one of two things was going to happen. If you somehow had enough traction for your feet in that scenario, you were going to push the bench unit back. And in most scenarios, your feet are just going to flail forward. The only way to actually bench on AstroTurf, and most people didn't have an issue because they're not pushing away from the floor hard. All right, but those who would push away from the floor, how you're supposed to create some leg drive, uh, that was a huge issue. It was a huge issue. Um, so I actually asked the meat director if I could put um, a pad down. He uh, actually allowed me to put a yoga mat under the bench. Um, you know but it was just a pretty crazy scenario in which you know I didn't expect going in that a bench was gonna be placed on Astroturf. you know what I mean So um, it's just what can we do in that moment to uh, condition ourselves to it? you know it couldn't possibly really kind of screw up your day. Um, when you get into scenarios like that, but again, you don't want to be that person that blames the equipment, blames the situation at the meet. Uh, you always try to avoid that at all costs because um, then you know you get into that habit of just placing blame somewhere else and you never take ownership of what you do. And that's a bad way to think, that's not a great way to uh, prepare yourself as a lifter. Blaming everything else uh, when things go wrong. You have to take ownership, and when you have that type of mindset, you are going to be a a much better lifter because you are going to figure shit out. You are going to work harder, and you're going to move on to the next one. All right, and that's all you can do in those scenarios. So I enjoyed having this chat with you guys today. I hope you take something away from it. You know, I've been in multiple scenarios in in different meets in which things just don't go your way shitty warm-up rooms i've been the meets like i said astro turf Um, i've benched off wood platforms before i've benched off scenarios in which my feet couldn't you know wasn't in contact with the rug because the rug was too small um shoelaces snapping Uh, wrist straps are on so long you can't feel your hands you know not finding my mouth guard or something like that when i'm going for heavy bench you know all these different scenarios pops up and the more you can condition yourself to what might go wrong in training uh then the better prepared you'll be when things do go wrong in a meet all right that's all you can do so the more you compete the more it's gonna happen the more you're going to have to adjust and the more you're going to learn and that's why i always tell lifters, you know whether it was a good day or a shitty day you always learn something you always gain experience you know that's why i'm in favor of meets as tune-up meets you know where maybe you don't go in there peak to try to hit your all-time best lifts but you just do the meat because it's fun and for the experience Because you will always learn when things go wrong at different meets. How you can prepare yourself better for those scenarios. You always take away more. You always get more input on how you can be a better prepared athlete. And that's the real rewarding thing. It's just notching experience on your belt. Continuing to learn at each meet. Regardless of the outcome. Hopefully there is another meet for you. Yeah, usually there is, so all you do is move on to the next one, better prepared. All right, guys, I'm going to leave that there. I'm Coach Ben. Thank you for every, everyone who uh, tuned in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do me a huge favor and just tell a friend, share with someone. Be like, hey, awesome kick-ass bench podcast, The Bench Cast. I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all lift, uh, listening, and I will talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.